Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. Thanks for having us. Hi, thank you for having us. So, all right, tell me a little bit about yourselves. Uh, we'll go ladies first. Julia, who's Julia? Well, I'm Julia and uh, the only Julia Shady. And um, I live in New York City right now, but I was born and raised and spent 40 years of my life in Rockford, Illinois. And I moved out here about a year ago to uh, do my dream job playing piano in a Broadway show. So, and the show is called Six, the musical. It's going great. Uh, We've won Tony Awards for Best New Musical Score, Best Costume. And I've had some pretty amazing experiences being part of it. So it's been exciting i'm also a mom i have one son charlie who is 19 and i don't know what else to say about myself <laughs> i used to be your neighbor Raph. you did i know we're to gonna talk about that oh yeah and, we can definitely uh, talk about the funny connection here yeah i mean yeah that's pretty well i hadn't like heard uh, i mean we haven't seen each other in years and years and years and years it's, it's um, been like 10 years yeah probably yeah, well, at least I think it's been more. Oh man, well, yeah. nice so. to see you. <laughs> Good you're, to see you too. You're a great neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, Matt. Who's Matt? Matt, Matt my oh. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Known each other for well, probably 15 years, roughly. So. Yeah. Well, I am. I am Matt. Um, I don't have the same sort of fancy credentials that Julia has. I'm currently in the banking industry. Um, I suppose the, in layman's terms, I'm a detective for the bank. That's awesome. <laughs> Ooh, that is sweet. Yeah. Those are cool. To- yeah. I mean, that's the easiest way to explain it, I guess. Um, I look for suspicious activity. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. You guys both have cool credentials. Um, so yeah, father of three, um, lived uh, all my life, at least in the Rockford area, uh, moved up to Roscoe uh, seven or eight years ago now, I think something like that. And yeah, just spent most of my life right around Rockford, married, wonderful wife, three wonderful kids most of the time. That's awesome that you're saying all that on a live recording. Right. So now documented. Matt has a wonderful family. Um, okay, so Matt had gotten a hold of me and wanted to share some of his experiences. 
then he decided he's like, oh, well, some of my experiences are shared. So I have to make sure my friend is okay with it and find out his friend is my old neighbor. Yeah. And yeah. Funny coincidence. And, and yeah. here we are. <laughs> yeah. It was wild because he sent me that text. It just was, Hey, do you care if I talk about your house and the church? I'm not going to say your name or anything. And I was like, yeah, but tell me what this podcast is. Cause he knows I love paranormal stuff. And <laughs> He says, actually, a local guy, and I'm looking it up, and I see, I think I saw the title of where, like, you interviewed Devin first, and it said Devin Gonzalez. I was like, wait, what? And then I saw your name, and I was like, this is insane. This is crazy. And so I had to message you. <laughs> oh, I love it. And it's it's kind of made it even, like, a better story because some of your shared experiences happened literally across the mm. street from where I was living. Yes, so okay so tonight so we're gonna do a two-parter church and house yeah um so tonight we're gonna start with the church um so matt had actually just started to tell me he had had some experiences as a kid have you had experiences as well beyond had... this stuff before all <laughs> this wild story we're about to tell yeah i did have a couple experiences as a very young child and then later as a teenager as, as a young child uh seeing something in my room it's a very early early memory and and then later uh like i saw my grandpa after he had passed whoa yeah and matt what it, so what happened to you because you you just now told us this so <laughs> real time what's going on with matt all right so i guess like the first really weird thing that happened to me was so i'm back in it's first grade uh my dad's dropping me off uh in his truck we park across the street from the playground of where we're supposed to go to you know line up to go inside the building for for our school day here i hear the bell go off saying hey you know start getting your butts inside right i hear this voice and it says it's going to be all right i i'm assuming it's my father at this point you know my dad sure so i I'm like hustling it out of the car. I go around. Let's see here. My dad told me I went around the front of the truck and I just run out into the street. I'm hit by a car. <laughs> oh, yeah. My dad tells me the car hit me. I go up onto. So I'm six, you know, so I'm I'm pretty short. <laughs> I go up onto the hood. I slide up onto the windshield because the car manages to to stop. Like once he once he hits me, he's like, there's a kid on my car. I slide back down and my dad says I slid for like 30 feet down down the street. Managed to, uh, you know, I'm crying, of course, but we yeah. we, we go inside the, the elementary school building or whatnot. And my dad takes me to the nurse and <clears throat> I get myself a good old ice pack and get sent right back to <laughs> back to my seat. <laughs> Because apparently there was there was you know no, nothing wrong or whatnot, so they're like, oh yeah, here's an ice pack, go uh, heal up. <laughs> and, then you, and then you go in there like, hey guys, I just got hit by a car, and they're like, okay, Matt, yeah, okay, exactly. Matt. Everyone in class was like, what are you okay? Um, so, anyways, I I go through that entire school day or whatnot. I get home later on, and for whatever reason, I I ask my dad. I said, hey did you tell me it, it was going to be all right? You know, before I get hit by a car, and he says, no, I, I didn't say anything to you. Like, 
the only thing I knew was that you were running out into the street before I could even like get my seatbelt off and whatnot. He said, I couldn't get, I could not get out of that car fast enough. And uh, he said, you know, luckily nothing happened um, severely anyway. That's Um, insane. But yeah, I no idea where I heard that voice from, but yeah, it said it's going to be all right. (laughs) That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Okay. I don't even, I don't even know what to say to that. That's amazing. Um, let's see here. Beyond that, uh, we lived, um, if you know where Swedish American is, yes, we kind of lived across the street there, just north of Lincoln, Lincoln Middle School there. Um, 126 Williams, Williams Park Boulevard in Rockford. Uh, the house is no longer there. Swedes eventually ended up buying it from the people who we sold it to and they turned it into a parking lot. Right. But, I had uh <laughs> naturally. Yeah, as most yeah. corporations do, yeah. Um but we managed um <laughs> I shouldn't say we managed. There were quite a few uh it was an old house. Like it was probably at least early 1900s. Okay. When it was built. Um I mean it had um these big like double wide doorways and everything. It had this ornate woodwork all around the doors and everything. And nothing really seemed terribly out of place until like we were already like moved out of the house and whatnot and then my dad was telling me like things that he had you know dealt with in the house and i was like well that kind of adds up now to oh my god <laughs> what i was feeling as a kid so my it was a we had a basement first floor second floor and then an attic and it was originally or maybe they turned it into at one point it was like a duplex essentially you got yeah. the second floor and the basement or second floor and the attic that were like one apartment and then the other apartment was first floor basement. And uh, eventually my parents just took over the entire building. And so they would have me and my two sisters. Our bedrooms were up on the second floor. Right. My parents slept down on the first floor. Uh, My dad, he said there was one night, um, you know, I just, I kept hearing running water. Maybe it's an old house, maybe not, whatever. He comes upstairs, nothing nothing up there he's like okay whatever goes back down well he continues hearing this every so often you know he keeps hearing running water checks it nothing all right whatever my dad also swears at at least once he's told me this there may have been other times as well but he would hear like just running around upstairs up on the second floor yikes he he comes charging up the stairs ready to spank us because we're supposed to be in bed you know He's opening up all of our bedroom doors. We're all sound asleep. Wow. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> my sister's bedroom was kind of like at the front of the house and mine, my bedroom was on the side. Yeah. Kind of like in the middle. There's like this, there was a playroom. Uh, it's where we kept all of our, our toys, games, all that good stuff. And, um, None of us kids really liked leaving our doors open at night with that playroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'd hear, at least I would. I don't, I couldn't tell you for sure. My, my sisters did or not. We haven't really talked about this, but I would hear like knocking and whatnot in the, in the playroom. Um, also in the back of the house, I, I had mentioned that it was kind of like a duplex almost. Sure. There was that, a back like kitchen area. Right. And then you had a back stairwell that would lead up into the attic. 
when it when it was nighttime, you don't go back that way. <laughs> like it was, you get this like really creepy feeling, like especially like as a kid, like you you scurry along. Oh like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> and even like my bedroom was right next to the bathroom. Like even then, like I made sure that door that led to that kitchen part from the bathroom. So you would have you would have my my bedroom, bathroom, and then like the kitchen area right, right. beyond that. Man, I made sure that door was shut tight. <laughs> oh, I'm sure <laughs> every <laughs> every night. I recall distinctly um I heard conversations coming from the attic. And I remember one night, I mean it's late at night. I'm thinking, man, what is going on? Like, what are my parents doing up in the attic right now? You know? <laughs> so I I get out of bed against my better judgment <laughs> and I make my way over to the the attic stairwell, thinking, okay, you know, I'm I'm gonna see some lights on and it's gonna be my parents and all's gonna be good. No, 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 no. Like it's all dark. It's all dark. I'm hearing conversations. I hear footsteps up in the attic, you know. I mean, I'm what nine ten or something like that and I, i'm hearing footsteps walking around in the attic I, I know i've told my parents at least one point or another you know as a kid sure 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 that i had um you know heard this and they're like oh it's probably just squirrels or something and i'm like <laughs> that that was too heavy to be squirrels right like, yeah, exactly. and like as a kid i'm just kind of like okay all right yep that's cool all right fine we'll uh we'll let that be whatever <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah the, i definitely the playroom um active uh, yeah yeah i did not Woof. none of us liked leaving our bedroom doors open yeah that whole that whole top half of the house was just weird um and i know there there's this other instance which i know my sister will uh beat me over the head if i don't mention it there's one night which where sister? i can't <laughs> yeah <laughs> which sister which, beat you up for you <laughs> the youngest one probably okay. <laughs> She's more violent. <laughs> no names. Yeah, no names. names. We don't need to mention names. Uh, so there's one night I can't sleep. I go downstairs to my parents' bedroom. And I go into their bedroom. And I see something floating above my parents' bed. And at first I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's just like the light with my eyes. You know, maybe my eyes just need to adjust. But like. I'm standing there next to the bed for like several minutes and I'm still just seeing it. It's almost like a um, smoky wispy sort of thing. Okay. And it's, and it's just kind of like hovering above my parents. Like it, like even as I'm like moving my eyes or what, you know, move my body, sure, it's, it's still just, it's still just hanging there. Just horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, And eventually I'm just like, you know what? I'm cool. I'm i I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> so I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's for the most part, that's, that's what, <laughs> that's what happened the most part. <laughs> my, yeah, I had my childhood home. I mean, nothing too terribly bad that well, happened to us. That <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah, that sounds very yeah. scary. It doesn't sound great at all. But so, okay, yeah. So the reason I kind of wanted to ask you that, just because, so the story we're going to get into, um, so you both experienced a lot at the Court Street United Methodist Church in Rockford, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. kind of, I just wondered if you'd had any experiences because the experiences that we're about to talk about are very intense. And I just wondered how attuned you guys were beforehand. You know, was there stuff happening to you in your lives before that you would, that you would notice this? Because like, there's a lot of stuff. Right. There's right. just so much yeah. stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, I was at that time in my life at Court Street. Like I said, that experience of like seeing my grandfather when I was a teenager. And then I feel like probably around, honestly, I feel like after I had my child at 25, that I sort of felt more open to, to like things that were happening. And um, not that things didn't happen before, but I don't know, for some reason that event like opened something up in me. I, I don't know what, but sure. I feel yeah. like more things like were directed towards me after that, you know, right. maybe that's, I don't know how that's linked. So yeah, I mean, by the time I was at Court Street, I was pretty like familiar with things happening. Yeah. And I, once I took that music director position at Court Street, I bought that house that we're going to talk about like right after that. So it sort of all overlapped in the timeline. Interesting. And that's what I, I kind of wondered. I yeah. kind of wondered if there, there's always some kind of, you know, like it starts somewhere and especially with how active you guys both experience mm -hmm. things. So, okay. Who wants to, so, okay. Tell us what you did at court street and then whoever wants to start first. Go ahead, Julia. Okay. Well, I was, at first, I was the assistant organist at Court Street. I'd taken, in 2005, I'd started taking organ lessons from the music director there because I was tired of turning down wedding gigs because I couldn't play the organ. <laughs> so it was just a scheme to make more money. I did not grow up going to church at all or anything. Um, and so it, but I had done, you know, church gigs and stuff for a long time. And then I, thought it was pretty crazy that, to like, I don't have a regular job at a church as in regular every, you know, week being there. And then he ended up leaving shortly after that. Um, there was another guy that had come in and I, I went to a different church briefly as a music director for about nine months and then came back to court street as their music director, I guess in like two, th yeah, it was like 2008. Um, yeah beginning in 2008 so um yeah I was the organist there and directed the choirs and did all the worship planning and music planning and everything awesome so that was my position there nice and then Matt what did you do I was the maintenance guy there awesome I was there for all the events I was there I was there late more often than not <laughs> <laughs> when all the yeah uh -huh, when all the weird stuff was going on yeah yep yeah, uh, I got all the crappy hours, but hey, it paid well, so I didn't didn't mind terribly. Nice. Church hours are kind of crappy hours in general, though. When you <laughs> yeah. <for a> church. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. All right, so who wants to go first? Well, that I I can uh, I can give a little bit of the layout here. All right, give okay. the layout. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Julie and I worked there uh, at roughly around the same time there. Um, and so we both kind of agreed during our little pre-interview that the whole backside of the church, for those that don't know, this church is roughly 170 years old. It's been through a fire in the seventies. I think that's what you had said, Julia, right? The seventies, sixties, seventies. All right. Sixties. We'll go sixties. Yeah. You can look it up. Google's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and along the backside of the church is this alleyway and as we were talking during our pre-interview, uh, Julia pointed out like the whole backside of the church against that alley just kind of has like this odd 
weird feeling to it like yeah absolutely and i don't i don't what's a good word to describe it there it's just un, like uneasy or definitely uneasy but i also feel a little like because i thought about it more after we talked about mm-hmm. it it feels a little okay i'm gonna get a little like metaphysical here <laughs> but it feels like if there's a place where like sort of two planes are like overlapping where they shouldn't okay. be it yeah. feels like it always felt like that to me. Like when I would be in that back hallway, it's sort of like, uh, feels like different time, different. I don't know. Do, do you know what I mean, Matt? Would you? Yeah. Like yeah. it just feels like this. Um, I don't know. It doesn't feel like settled in the here and now. I, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know no, better I'd, way to describe I'd it. agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I definitely agree with that. I feel like you guys use the word heavy a lot yeah heavy there, there was a lot of heaviness <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of heaviness. and it's it's an old church so i'm sure there are plenty of old parishioners who have passed on and decided they didn't want to completely leave that church especially if they spent a good majority of their life there i i myself grew up in that church i attended youth group and i was probably in that church at least three times a week growing up you know so you're familiar mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. so okay so we kind of like broke it down. So dining room. Let's talk about the dining room. Oh, dining room. You want to go ahead, Julia? Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> Julia, no. Oh, there you are. Yeah. There you are. Oh, wait. There you oh, are. There we go. Okay. okay. And she's back. <laughs> well, dining room. Okay. So the basement area. Yeah. The basement area. That's kind of like where. Yeah. Where all the juicy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I don't, did, I don't recall you having a story in the dining room. Do you? No, I don't have a oh, dining okay. room story. Other than, right. I mean, I just, the basement in general. Is <laughs> yeah. Just cool. in general. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, iffy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in the dining room after some sort of event and I'm, I'm vacuuming the, the floor down there. They call it a dining room, but it's carpeted. And so I, <laughs> I'm down there vacuuming. I'm all alone by myself. Now there are, there's, I know that there's still people in the building and they're they're off doing their own thing and whatnot, uh, but I'm the only one in the dining room at the time. I'm vacuuming. All of a sudden, I feel like this tap on the side of my head, like strong enough to where I turn off the vacuum and I start looking around me just to make sure that, okay, like, did I run into something? Is something hanging from the ceiling? Was there a spider? Something. Nothing to be found. I'm in the middle of the room. I'm not even near a wall. Odd, right? Odd, super odd. Well, yeah. <laughs> You shoves in a room by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never a good sign. No, no, not at all. Uh, so then I suppose we could kind of go based off of our pre-interview. We kind of yeah. weave down into the pit, <laughs> the pit, the pit. <laughs> the pit. <laughs> so right off the dining room is like this. Uh, it's closed off by doors. But if you open up these doors, you kind of go down a little ramp and there's this area called the pit and it's used for like storage and everything. Uh, it's dark. It's not very well lit, but it's a very oddly shaped room as well. It's like, they definitely just tried to like, we need, we need a storage area. Let's just wall off this corner over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've never gotten a good feeling in the pit. Like even when I was younger, um, we would, as youth groups, we would have overnights there at the church. No one would sleep in this, this, uh, room that's right next to it. They're yeah. like, no, no, we're not, we're not sleeping here. It's too close right. to, to this pit. Creepy, creepy. Yeah. This <laughs> creepy pit area. Um, and I think Julie, I think you probably had the best word to describe it. You called it heavy. Um, <laughs> but I definitely, like, I definitely get the feeling that like 
there's something down there and it just kind of watches you in the corners. Like you definitely get that feeling of just kind of scurrying along. Like you want to, you want to get out of there pretty quick, almost like you're getting that feeling of you should get out, you know, like something doesn't quite want you in there. Uh, like, like you're inhabiting some sort of space that you shouldn't be. Essentially. Yeah. And I feel like that particular feeling extends into the big room that it goes into mm-hmm. and the bride's that's sort of how I feel in there. Like yeah. something is watching me in a, like I'm in its turf way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. That whole back hallway there again, leads up back into the alley. And then, yeah, that back bride's room, which unfortunately also hasn't been renovated last I you know, since like it was originally built, probably that carpet looks old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Smells old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what happened to you in the pit? <laughs> so uh uh are you referring to the 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 orbs? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about So orbs. this is uh this is this is going out of the pit into that like uh they call it the youth area. Right. Um so again, I'm working late one night. I'm this is a different ramp area. It's on the it's parallel to it, but it's on the front side of the building. So we're going down this or I should say I. I'm alone at this point. I'm going down this. But this are ramp you alone? <laughs> that right? is the question, exactly. right? So I'm going down this ramp, and in this little, again, it's weird. They just randomly decided, okay, we need to throw in a ramp here for handicap access. So it's like it zigzags sure. through this little little hallway or whatnot for the ramp. But there's also an automatic light there. So as I'm going down this ramp, I start to enter into the youth area where it's still dark. But the automatic light comes on and I see this like orb or at least what I think at the time is just a reflection, Some something like, sure. you know, I don't think I had my glasses on at that point. I don't even think I was wearing a watch at that point. Um, but like there's something that kind of like almost like when you scare a like a rabbit or something. Yeah. Like it, it kind of like goes back and forth because it's trying to figure out what's the best way to escape here. And then it just like zooms off into a direction. That's kind of how this light acted as if like I scared it somehow. Right. Quickly like zoomed 20, 30 feet either direction within a matter of seconds and then like gone. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that was weird. You know, not really getting any sort of vibes, weird vibes from it or whatnot at that point. So I, I try to like debunk it. Like I'm trying to see, okay, like, right. do I got a watch? Do I have like a shiny belt buckle on? Am I wearing my glasses? Are you wearing a yeah. belt buckle? <laughs> No, 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 no belt buckle. No. no belt buckle. Um, <laughs> so at that point, I'm kind of like, all right, whatever. About an hour later, uh, a friend of mine, Aaron, um, whom you know, Aaron Dodge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah or at least you've met him. Yeah. I, I have met him one time. He's a great artist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's really talented. Great artist. Um, so Aaron stops by um, about an hour later. I'm like, hey, man, come check this out with me because I want to see if it happens again for you. Like if we can replicate this or whatnot. So we're walking down this little ramp again. Light goes off. Okay. He stops right around the same point that I do about three, four feet into the youth area room. And he just stops and goes, whoa, dude. I was like, what? Did you did you see it? Like I had kind of described it a little bit to him. I was like, it's like a reflection or something. He's like, yeah, no, dude, I definitely saw it. It was an orb. 
And I'm like, but you're sure it's not a reflection? He's like, no, it went behind like pillars. There's like support pillars in this room here. He's like, no, they went behind the pillars and back and forth. Like he's rather freaked out at this point. He's like, he starts talking to it. He's like, hey man, uh, don't hurt me. Like I'm just here to grab something <laughs> and, then I, and then I'm going to be gone. Okay. Like don't touch me. It's cool. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah. So that's yeah. that's a shared experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, always a good sign. Yeah, always those are the sign. those are the ones that are always kind of like, oh, okay. So I'm I'm not crazy or whatnot, you know. <laughs> um, let's see what else do we got? Bride bride's room stairwell. Bride's room creepy, stairwell. Creepy yeah. heaviness. Uh huh. The um, I don't know if you want me to talk about my experiences in like the chapel, the sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. Wait, talk about yeah. the office first, and then oh yeah, and, and ramp up to that. Yeah, because that's you got the good stuff. You got to save that for last year. <laughs> so the second floor uh, had my office and usually like a youth director um, and the pastor's office. We were on this little area on the second floor, and um, there was a day. I, I want to say in general, like again, the second floor in that back hallway always felt really weird. And I didn't like going back there. Um, it just feels, it feels strange back there. And I really hope we all get to go there and experience it together. Yeah. But um, we have plans. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the works. So I was in my office and the youth director's office door was open. And I, I mean, I could think the, I mean, the light must've been on. She was there that day. And I'm sitting there and I hear clicky, click, click, click. I like, I hear her clicking, typing on her keyboard. And I said something to her. She didn't answer. And I got up out of my chair and I went over there to her door and nobody's in there. Like I distinctly heard the clicking of it, the keyboard, like that she was typing in there, but she wasn't, she was like down in the basement. So she wasn't anywhere nearby. Yeah, Nobody no, was. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Never good. No. And I, you know, I think my experiences tended to, you know, I just was in the chapel in the sanctuary a lot because it's where I had to practice, you know. So mm -hmm. I would go there when I first started as music director. I was still finishing my bachelor's degree in Oregon. So I would be at, at classes, you know, then I would have like office hours there. I would go home for dinner and get my son in bed and then like go back to the church like at nine or 10 o'clock at night to practice. And usually there wasn't, you know, anybody else there at that time. Um, but I had to practice on both organs because they're just different instruments. And um, so the chapel balcony is in, in the balcony is where the organ is. And it was always a little creepy to be in there anyway, because the organ, when you're sitting at it, faces the back of the chapel, the back wall. And there's like mirrors set up so you can see what's happening behind you. But the bench of the organ is not a lot lower than the railing <laughs> that's behind me. It's like if I just like lean back too far, I'll just like fall over the balcony and die. Like, yeah, there's no, down, yeah. there's no like, <laughs> oh my gosh. anything there. Um, so it was always a little like weird being there. But I, without a doubt, have heard voices in there talking in there from like down below into in the chapel area, like in the pews area. And also from the front of the chapel, like where the altar is. And there's these two little doors, like uh, one door lead has like 
a little stairwell that leads out to like the main hallway and one door is like a little closet where they keep things and I would hear things from like by those areas too you know and I thought of this Matt but um a parishioner that we both know has a really good ghost story about the chapel so we might have to get that person to see if they'll share with us yeah yeah Yeah. Um, a little side note (laughs) yeah side note sorry no you're good um, I would hear uh, voices, like full conversations. I couldn't make out what people were saying, but it was multiple voices. Um, um, sometimes it was sort of whispering and sometimes it was full, like lot, like full voice talking. Um, and I kind of almost just got used to that. <laughs> but there was one day that I was practicing up in the chapel and the door was shut to the stairwell. So you have to go up like, you know, basically like halfway between the first and second floor to get to this balcony. And I distinctly heard a growling sound from outside that door and it scared the living daylights out of me. I mean, terrified. It was, it was a clear growl. I stopped playing because I heard it over the organ heard it again. And I was just frozen because the only way out is through that door. Nobody else was there that night. I don't know how long I waited there. I finally was like, I'm going to get out of here. And I like bolted and left because it scared me so bad, you know, and that's the stairwell that you take up to like where you would go to those offices too. So Mm -hmm. just like a visual for how it's all linked. Um, You know, of course, that area uh, that's not the sanctuary is sort of like just a big cube, you know, a big square. You know, there's like hallways all the way around like that. So um, there's also rooms in the middle, right? And one of those rooms is the parlor, uh, which is oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a walkway that you go like from the front hallway where the main office is to get to the back entrance that goes down to the alley. You have to walk through the parlor. Yeah. And the employees, the employees would park in the back parking lot. So yes, we would park in the back by the alley. To shut off all the lights in the church. And then like and then ex- both ex- exit like through the dark the parlor. parlor, which has no yeah. windows because it's this oh. this room in the middle of the building. Okay. And then and there was no yeah. way to turn on the light at the front of the parlor and then like turn it off at the yeah. back. Like that mm-hmm. didn't exist. So you had to walk through it in the dark mm-hmm. every time. Which is <laughs> awesome. Yeah. The, the which parlor is awesome. was a very active place for both living people and non-living people Mm -hmm. uh, because they used it for a lot of meetings and gatherings. You know, but um, I know, Matt, you said you had some experiences in the parlor other than just feeling creeped out. Yeah, yeah, definitely the the feeling of, again, creeped out. You kind of want to scurry along and just kind of quickly get through that room. I've heard uh, whispered conversations, again, kind of like what you had mentioned with the chapel, which I've I've heard as well up in that chapel balcony is that whispered conversation, but you really can't quite tell what they're saying. Um, I've heard that uh, there was one time where uh, I was about to go through the parlor, about to open up that that front door there. And I heard the piano do like a little do-do. And uh, like you kind of like stop for a second because like there are like these uh, long um vertical like windows into sure, sure, into sure, the sure. room on the doors there and like you could tell lights are off like there shouldn't be anybody in there so that, you know 
you get your key out, you kind of open up the door, open it up, and you're just kind of like looking around real quick to be like, is somebody in here in the dark? Like, <laughs> hello? <laughs> hello? You heard so, the yeah, I, oh my yes. God. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it was only the one time that I've ever heard uh, that piano. But yeah, I I do recall it. Yeah. It was after our after our uh, pre-interview conversation. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I recall hearing that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Which also, by the way, oh. was on the back wall of the parlor by that back hallway. Yes, oh. it was back by the alley. Something <laughs> happened. Something happened back there for uh -huh. sure. You know, I have to tell you, uh, just to sorry to backtrack to the chapel again. No, no. But uh, uh, besides the living parishioner that we both know who had an experience there, there's a parishioner who's passed on who told me about an experience there, where they were at a, you know, that was typically the place back in the day they did early morning services there, yeah. and. This woman had told me that she saw, honestly, cannot remember whether it was her mother or her grandmother, like, come, like, walk up to her in that chapel during a church service. And I wanted to tell you that because that same parishioner was, she's a really sweet woman. She's very vibrant and um, fabulous. She always hugged me. She was a big supporter of the choir. Sometimes we would have, you know, parties at her house and stuff. And I remember having a dream one night that, um, and it was one of those dreams. I mean, I, I'm a very vivid dreamer anyway. And to the point where I sometimes think things have happened because like, <laughs> but they didn't, I don't mean to sound crazy, but like my dreams are that vivid. We I don't mean, use that word <laughs> on that show, on this show. <laughs> no one's crazy on this show. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Because, I um, yeah, if they're happening in familiar spaces and like not in something that seems like the past, like sometimes I'll think I've had a conversation with someone, but it wasn't a dream. Anyway, I had a dream that, and it was on a Saturday night before I had to go to work. So I dreamt that I thought in my dream that I was awake and I had gone to work to, to the church and had gone up the elevator to my second floor to go to the office, my office. And across the hall from my little office area is, um, a Sunday school room that they use for like adult Sunday school. And I get off the elevator and turn left. So my office door then would have been on the left and the Sunday school room on the right. And the Sunday school door was, was propped open. And I saw her sitting in a chair and, you know, I was always, I would always get there on Sundays, like before every, I mean, other than maintenance, I like, I was the next person in. <laughs> and, um, I said, um, you know, I dressed her by name and I said, what, what are you doing here? And she goes, waiting for you, dear. And mm. I just was sort of taken aback. And I was like, oh, and like, as I was going to her, I, I woke up. And I'm telling you, within 20 minutes of waking up, I got a message that she had passed that morning. Whoa. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Wild. Woo. You didn't yeah. tell me that before. Yeah, no I know because I just I didn't think about it. Yeah, when we see it. I told before. you guys, it's just all <laughs> rolls out. It just all starts yeah. rolling out when you start talking about it. Well, yeah. real quick, since we're on the topic of dreams here. <laughs> uh oh, so my cousin who she's a month younger than me, she passed away. Say four or five years ago now, maybe. So the morning of her funeral. I'm like, I'm still just kind of like waking up in bed, you know, still just laying there yeah, and whatnot. Absolutely. And I have like this dream 
and it's just this this absolute like engulfing gold warmth all around me and like to the point like i can feel my body like like reacting to it and just being like like a really calming yeah. like just awesome feeling and i see and i see my cousin in front of me and it's like she's giving me like this the best hug you've ever had yeah. you know and and then you know it slowly just kind of fades and she's just smiling she doesn't say anything to me or whatnot um but then like i i slowly kind of wake up and i'm just kind of like man they that you know it kind of felt like a goodbye yeah didn't think much of it other than that you know i was you know i was dreaming right whatever few hours later we're there at her her funeral and um uh her adopted brother uh alex he's the one who's kind of conducting the whole sure the whole uh, ceremony and whatnot the funeral and it, he starts describing the exact same thing <gasps> and i'm just like what i so dreamt what he experienced we had the exact same the exact same dream he was he was describing like that dream morning well. oh that was a dream <laughs> Yes. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm like, well, and you had knew a, a she dream, passed away though? Dream or vision. Yeah. At that point, we had already we already knew that she had passed away. Wow. Um, but he was describing how he had that exact same dream or vision, whatever you want to call it. That same morning. That same that's well, I think he had said he had it that night. So oh I, my he, he, didn't, he didn't give me a time frame or anything. Right. Um, but like at first, yeah, at first I just kind of like was like, eh, whatever, you know, it was, you know, random dream. But then when he described it, like almost word for word, like he described like that, that gold warmth as well. I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we experienced wow. the exact same thing. Like to me, that's a bit beyond wow. coincidence then, you know, when it's two people it's that so have interesting. the same thing. And we we hadn't talked about it or anything. <laughs> wow. Uh, that you mentioned the golden light, the golden mm -hmm. bubble, because the technique that I used the whole time Charlie was growing up when we were in the house we were going to talk about was literally called the golden bubble. And that was the technique we used to uh, calm his anxiety and like try to build a, like a boundary between us and the things that were coming into the house. The golden light, the golden, but we call yeah. it the golden bubble. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. Okay, oh, that's that's kind of crazy. See, you guys. Okay, <laughs> you guys are on some sort of level together. Oh, yeah, like Dude, I'm telling you, man, I've always known we are on some level. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah you guys yeah. function at like the same <laughs> same frequency, Vibration. same frequency. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unreal. It's unreal. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, what else did we? Uh, sanctuary. The sanctuary. Uh, well, here I'll I mean, I'll I'll talk real quick and then. Because yours will kind of lead into it's lead into part two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like I've I've heard again, like whispered conversations when I know that I'm alone in the sanctuary. Uh for those that have not been to the sanctuary, like it's an absolutely giant room. It's gorgeous. It's got tons of ornate woodwork. Uh it's got a wraparound balcony uh around three sides. I think it's three sides. Um, and then there's even like a little uh choir. Um, loft wire yeah choir, choir loft pit. back there as well it's yeah not a pit, but <laughs> um yeah i've i've heard whispered conversations in there i've heard footsteps in fact there was one time in particular i was in the narthex which is uh separated 
between the sanctuary by like this uh a glass window or whatnot so i'm in the narthex and i'm talking to my then girlfriend uh, who's now my wife lovely wife love her got to get those brownie points in (laughs) uh she'll probably never listen to this she she just kind of rolls her eyes whenever i start talking about paranormal stuff oh Oh, that's (laughs) one of those yeah i know she might listen to it just to spite me. You're like, oh, honey, I, I shouted you out so yeah, many times. So you have to times. listen to it. And then she's like, yeah. thanks, Matt. I'm scared to death. Um, so I'm, I'm on the phone with my wife in the narthex. And I start hearing these footsteps coming towards me. But I, I can tell that they're in the sanctuary. So I kind of turn my head thinking, OK, there should be somebody walking towards me. Like maybe it's one of the other, the other people who work there in the church. I think it was uh, Saturday morning, if I recall correctly. Turn my head. There's nobody there, but I can still hear these footsteps and they're coming. They're coming closer. It's um, back along the backside of the pews. Right. For anyone that's ever been there, it's back along the backside of the pews coming from the, the front of the church. And it's kind of curving around back behind the pews and whatnot. And my, my wife is st- still talking to me at this point, And I kind of I shush her very politely. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, shh, like I like I'm someone's I'm, in here. Yeah, like I'm tracking it with my eyes, like where someone should be as I'm hearing these footsteps. And and like I'm I'm watching it through the glass window, and then it like it just keeps going past me and then just eventually like dissipates or whatnot to where it's just it's gone. Oh. <laughs> like and I know that I'm I'm alone there in the sanctuary because clearly I'm I'm right in front of the window. I can see. The entire room and there's nobody there um you know I've... um i thought of something real quick yeah. the other day yeah, after we it. talked about this oh the weird thing about hearing footsteps in that sanctuary is that it's carpet on yeah. all the aisles mm-hmm. and like it hit me Perfect. after we're talking about it like but it, it's not necessarily like a thuddy carpety sound like you're hearing footsteps footsteps i know it wasn't always carpet in mm-hmm. there but like i just occurred to me that i'm like that's weird that but it's carpet you know yeah but you're hearing it like it's not carpet Mm -hmm. but probably like there's weight back in the day there probably wasn't carpet no there absolutely yeah yeah man that church is like under the pews is still hardwood Mm -hmm. is like the floor floor and just the aisles are carpeted now yeah okay woof but it didn't Um, always sound like um footsteps on carpet right i mean yeah right you're hearing you're hearing like loud (laughs) clanking not clanking yeah <laughs> thudding footsteps throughout the yeah street. okay Ooh, okay yep you'll hear you'll hear uh knockings and creakings in the sanctuary yep. as well plenty of so that much going on. yeah so there was there was one time where like it just started like like almost like ricocheting like it was just going from gosh from all over the place and it was all on the other side of the room for me as well which i found really odd but it was just like it, it was it was up on the balcony. It was down on the, the ground floor. I mean, it just went on for like 10, 15 seconds. And then it just like stopped. slowly stopped. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, OK, so there's a few places that don't have. So we have to get to this place. I I, I, <laughs> I feel like from listening to all of your stories, I want to go so bad. And mm-hmm. I just I feel drawn to this place. Like, I'm like, I have to go there. I know. I really hope we can do it. Oh, yeah. we're doing it. Yeah. Oh, we're doing it. I don't know how, <laughs> but we're doing it. Um, okay. So you'd mentioned the roller skate room, no bad feelings. You'd mentioned mm-hmm. the nursery, no bad feelings. Mm-hmm. But you had mentioned that 
some of the areas where the fire had happened, there was activity or there was not activity? Well, the fire was really only the sanctuary, right? Because the yeah. other part was built later. So, I mean, the, basically the whole sanctuary burned down. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got yeah. pictures out there. It's just so the sanctuary a, itself is is all like, it is. Yeah. So that was so. Did, do you know that anyone pass away? Not to be insensitive. Uh, no, no. I think there. I want to say that there were two people there at the time, but they managed to get out or something like that in plenty of time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they, nobody... You know, it was an arsonist, by the way. Yeah. Like it was it an, was an arsonist. Yeah. So someone tried to burn the church. Mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Yeah. They did burn the church down. They did burn the church. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was I remember that it's this is why I remember that it's in the sixties, that it sticks in my head, is that there were, the older parishioners would always tell me that like people who worked in the downtown area were all like because it happened like in the middle of the day. So people were like at work and stuff and they saw the smoke mm -hmm. um from the church and it burned down. And there's a really I shouldn't say cool, but an interesting picture of the because I guess it was right before Easter. And there's a picture of like the choir and the church members like in the burned down sanctuary yeah. like at easter which oh they God. would never allow by can, the way today like you're not can, going in a burned down building but can we like, get these photos the yeah they're probably yeah, yeah. Get church, yeah. okay i gotta get yeah. these photos i want to <laughs> that one might be hanging up in that hallway that's going what i'm into thinking the parlor yeah yeah i'm gonna have to get into this church. yeah like they they have a group that's like just like historical stuff like that's archives yeah. yeah archives yep okay they, they collect all of this stuff so i'm gonna have to get really i'm gonna have to cool get in there photos. get some photos mm -hmm. um okay so any other stories before we get to like the the coupe de grass <laughs> the like sanctuary story um the final blow <laughs> did you have any other notes that we missed or did we get them all no you guys have you guys okay. have been excellent. Okay. no you yeah. guys are great i'm like I'm ready. You know, you know what I'm ready for. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. You know what I want. I'm ready. Let's do it. You know what I so want. So another night that I was there practicing late. Um, and this time I was in the sanctuary, in the big sanctuary instead of in the chapel. And, you know, actually the sanctuary in general didn't creep me out as much as the chapel. Like mm -hmm. the chapel activity has always felt creepy to me. Yeah, the sanctuary activity felt like just busy body energy. <laughs> Right, yeah, it still kind of felt like good, but it was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a different energy. It wasn't quite it as was dark. It's definitely yeah. different. Like the mm -hmm. chapel feels like something's not right over there. Mm -hmm. But and anyway, was, was any of that part of the fire? The chapel? No, the chapel is okay. not okay. part of the fire. Cool, cool. Just so context. Uh, I was in the sanctuary practicing the organ, which is up at the front of, like, on the ground floor of the sanctuary, like near the altar area, the chancel area. And so the balcony, like, like Matt described is, you know, it's, it's all like a circle in there. Right. So it's like this, like yeah. oval half circle, whatever. And so there's balcony, you know, behind me and I'm, I'm jamming out playing on the organ and I hear this bam on the floor behind me. And I, in my head, I knew that it was the sound of a hymnal being thrown from the balcony, hitting the floor. Like I just knew you know how your your mind can sort of estimate like the weight shape of something, right? You know, oh, if you like it. So I just like I knew it was like a book hitting the floor. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap, something just threw a a hymnal or or something at me. And I looked behind me and there's nothing on the floor. But I mean it was it was clear, 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 like over the sound of me playing. And that was a big organ, by the way, like it can produce a lot of sound. Oh, yeah. And this was really loud. Again, 
kind of funny to think about it being carpeted in there. It did not sound like it was hitting carpet. Um, I got really creeped out. That was the creepiest, like the most creeped out I'd ever felt in there. And I was like, nope, I'm out of here. I packed my, my stuff up. I went out to my car, which parked in the front of the church. And I get my car, close the door. And as I'm pulling away, I'm at the stoplight of Court Street in Jefferson. I'm heading north on Court Street. And I look in my rear view mirror and there's a man sitting in the back seat of my car. Uh, he's older and he's in like a suit with a bow tie. He's got like those black, like thick rimmed glasses from like the fifties and sixties. And he's got his hands in his lap. Like I'm his chauffeur or something. And, you know, he's just like, <laughs> like he's along for the ride. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like I knew it wasn't a, like a, a live person, you know? Um, but he was not like see-through or anything <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like something in my gut. Like I knew it wasn't, you know, anyway. So I just <laughs> keep driving and I'm like, what is happening? He didn't say anything to me. Um, and I get to the light at Ridge or no, at a Whitman. And I said, Hey man, you can't come home. with me. <laughs> you, you cannot come like to me with like Whitman was the boundary, like nothing. You cannot go past this. I knew if I knew if I crossed Whitman Street with him in the car, he was going to be at my house. I just knew it. And I said, man, you cannot come with me. And he disappeared. I mean, he was gone. Um, within the next few days, uh, someone it like on it, this was um, that archives group always met on Tuesday mornings. Yep. And someone brought in a picture and said, hey, we found an old picture of Paul Waters I wanted to show you. And Paul Waters is this legendary music director that was there in the 50s and 60s. He was there for 30 years as their music director. I mean, that's a long time. And his wife still attended the church, uh, like while, you know, while I was working there. And so he was just this legend, like every, every music director and organist that came in got compared to Paul Waters. Uh, I had never seen a picture of Paul Waters before. Anyway, she handed me the picture and it's the guy. It's the guy from the car. I mean, mm. even like he looked like how he looked in the picture with like the glasses and the he had the bow tie and everything. Like, like he presented himself the way I saw him in this picture. I I was just blown. I was like, and I did not tell this woman that because Right. <laughs> you know. But like, um Hey, I saw him last night. Right. <laughs> I was just like, that's normal. Oh my God. It's the guy. So a friend of mine who's in the choir, um, her grandfather was a pastor at court street when Paul waters worked there. And I was able to share the story with her. And she, she knew that I had not, like, not seen it. Cause she was always with me at the church, like on Tuesday nights and stuff. And I just, when I showed her the picture and I said, that's him. That's the guy that was in the car. Cause I told her the story before like I knew that it was him you know I, I called her to tell her that story and just it was wild it was so it was insane I know it was him oh yeah I don't want anyone riding home with me mm -mm. <laughs> no and that's no. and like just knowing the context of where we used to live like Whitman is real close oh yeah 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 I mean interesting that you just knew to be like all right, buddy, this is where you get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I just knew like if I got if he got across Whitman Street for some reason I was like that's it it's gonna be at my house because yeah. my house had a tendency to pull things to it mm-hmm. exactly oh my gosh so man yeah I've done so many of these interviews and I never I have chills like the entire like I've heard all this before and I'm so I just have chills I have chills like the entire time you guys are telling me all these stories like the entire time and um all right so this is this is the part where we go what do you think was happening to you guys so it sounds to me it sounds like you guys have already been kind of introduced to this kind of thing just kind of here and there throughout your lives but you're both very like intuitive i don't know clairvoyant i don't know if you want me to use that word but like Oh, I'm not clairvoyant. No, Julia might be. Julia, I, Julia, I'm, I think is I'm pretty. Not. pretty but you, but you're sensitive to it as well. Yeah. What do you What do you guys think was going on there? Like, what are your theories about this place? What do you think was happening to you? Since you both, did you know each other when this was happening? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We were working there at the same time. I mean, we were sharing. Yeah. We were just we're sharing, sharing stories. Stories. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, and we always joked about like doing something there, but we just we never did. Yeah, no, you know, never did. Investigating, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, not right. yet. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Right, I know. So, yeah. I think what I felt think? more like I couldn't as an employee. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. So, what do you yeah. think was happening to you guys? I mean, I personally feel like when I started being more open, I think I have always been sensitive to this. Um the dream thing has been happening to me since I was a child, like these sort of vivid dreams and stuff. And so I think though, when I really sort of opened up to it, I feel like I am like a lighthouse in a way that things know that I can see them and hear them. And so when I don't have my guard up or my boundary up, I think it's just a way of like letting me know that they're there in a way. Paul Waters I felt some sort of approval from him uh, being there in my car. Like I sort of felt like he was approving of me as a miss, maybe like the caretaker of his, you know, there were people in my choir still that had sung under him and he, those people really respected and loved him. And I felt a little like he was letting me know that he approved of me. I don't think he threw that book as a, threat I think it was getting my attention right um, and I wish I could remember if there was a link to like the piece of music I was playing because I do know that there is one piece of organ music that like I worked on for a long time to be able to perform at, at a at a or offer up at a at an Easter service because it was something they loved that he did so much and I'm like I, I can't really remember but I'm like I wondered if I was playing that song or you know I don't know but I think that maybe they just want people to know that they're there. I don't know. As far as the weird energy in the building, I'm not, all I, the only theory that I have about it is that in my opinion, any sort of worship space uh, where people are, you know, congregating and, you know, like in, congregational prayer and in group like prayer in general i think for the most part are are asking or or offering up like positive energy right i think mm -hmm. that the ideal is that they're 
it's a place where people express the same kind of hopes for themselves that, that your neighbor wants, right? That they just want like a good life and everything. But I think that there's always something that's, that's the opposite of that, you know, sort of this like checks and balances system. So I think there's always going to be a negative force sort of fighting against that. Um, I don't, you know, I don't want to sound cheesy, like this is like battle of good and evil, but you know, I don't know. It's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think you summed it up really well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, yeah, whether it's, you know, old souls that have, you know, they just put their heart and soul into the church while they were alive. And then a part of them, whether it's residual or, or what have you, you know, maybe there's some of that still hanging around or whatnot. Um, for the most part, yeah, I hadn't really dealt with like a malevolent sort of spirit or anything there, but there's definitely spots in that church where where you feel that heaviness and you're kind of like, oh, this isn't, this isn't real friendly in here. <laughs> nice. So what do you, what do you think was, what do you think it was? Mm. What's your, yeah. What's your, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's fair. If you I, don't I'm know. Just, yeah. I mean, I've just kind of been around it forever and sure. maybe some of them were, you good. know, because I grew up in that church, maybe some of them were kind of like, Hey, I, I know this kid. <laughs> It's very possible. I'm going to hang around with him. Get out of this room. I think it's good to bring up residual energy. I think it's very likely a lot of the footsteps and knocking and things we're hearing. I think about how like worn those paths are, you know, the number of people over the years that have like walked those, those aisles or, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think strongly that buildings maintain that kind of residual energy, these things that can just sort of play over and over. And it's not really anybody stuck or anything. It's just, it's just there. Sure. Yeah. The motion, like mm-hmm. we yeah. sort of like those, like um, what are those the what are those balls where you like you start one on one end like, and then like they, the momentum whatever they the are. Yeah. It's like that, right? It, they don't stop until you stop them, right? Yeah, you know, right. like that kind of thing. I think it just sort of produces this like energy that's just going to keep going. Yeah. We we just had a guest. Help. We had a guest describe it as remnant energy. Yeah, oh. energy is never created or destroyed. It yeah. just kind of exists in that uh-huh. in that yeah. space. So, okay, real quick question though for you, Julia, what, what do you think would have happened if you let Paul Waters come home with you, or whatever that was? Uh, well, I think he would have made himself at home. First of all, I definitely had that feeling from him that he would have been <laughs> he very happy. Like, oh, I'm so, coming home with you. Like, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Um, but I. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard to know. I feel like nothing stayed at that house for very long before something new came in. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to telling you those stories too. I mean, oh, there, I too. <laughs> there's a reason that enter, that these entities or whatever you want to call them came in and left, came in and left, came in and left, came in and left. It wasn't one haunting or something there. Sure. Yeah, it's like a collective. Yeah. So okay, call it the train station. The train station. <laughs> well, it's just interesting mm-hmm. that you your house was like the train station, but this church seemed to be a train station as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So okay, from your own personal beliefs, what do you think they were? What do you think was? What do you think they were? At my house? No, at the or church. At the like, church. Oh, yeah. Like what were? Yeah, what do you what do you believe they are? Like, do you think they're ghosts, 
spirits, souls, demons, whatever, angels. I mean, I think things that aren't the residual energy. Like, in my opinion, I believe that the spirit of Paul Waters was, was in there. my car. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in Fair my enough. belief, like, I think that we each have a piece of the light. The light being the higher power, the great power, the one, right? Whatever yeah. that is to people. Okay. And that we each have a piece of that living in us. And that when we die, that piece goes back into the one, right? And so we're all connected because we're all connected to that thing. But source. I don't know what the source. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why spirits stay around or visit or I don't know. Like I, I can't answer that question. And I don't know. It's a big question. I know. It is a big question, you know, but I do believe that there were spirits there. Like I believe. The prisoner who'd passed away the morning that I had that dream that I saw her at, at my, you know, across from my office that day. Like, I believe she visited me in my dream. I believe that she sent that, you know. So, I mean, I believe that there are just, yeah, I believe they're spirits. All right. <laughs> of, of people that had lived. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Matt. I, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. No, I'm, I've got the same, same sentiments there. Yep. So why do you think they were trapped there? Or do you think they were trapped there? I don't know that they're trapped there. Um, yeah, so I could definitely see some of them just being there because they've yeah, asked for I mean, to them. Yeah, like some of my church. fondest memories have been, I mean, you know, at that church, especially like a, a Christmas Eve service when it's like like well, they call it the midnight service. It's not truly midnight, but really? like when that that sanctuary would be just be absolutely packed. Um, I remember times where it was standing room only, you know. Um, and those were definitely like candlelights. And yeah. Stuff. I mean, like even as a kid, like I still remember that. And like, th those were some of the, you know, like that's Christmas to me, you know, so I could absolutely see, you know, people who have passed on still being there. Yeah. Yep. Hanging so, on. To when I think story. about the people who are like the people who work in like the archives room or the mm -hmm. quilters club or whatever that are there, like you said, two or three times a week, you know, that is their norm you know that's their right. that's their place i mean mm -hmm. i mean you kind of picture there could be like this whole community of like past past spirits that are you know still trying to take care of the place or still want to just be there yeah. congregate there maybe the purpose is to continue to fill it with good energy and nice. you know i don't know that's good i mean so overall would you guys say negative positive balanced experience mm, i think i'd say mostly positive cool but uh maybe like a 25 percent kind of yeah <laughs> kind of leaning towards yeah, the other side there's yeah, something somewhere there. There. Maybe okay a vibration brother i was just gonna say a quarter <laughs> a quarter okay negative yeah because yeah. i mean the only thing i ever heard that was kind of a little bit creepy i mean most of it's creepy but like the <laughs> the growl you know yeah. what i mean the growl was like the only thing that always sticks to yep. with me and i just the growl the growl mm -hmm. I really cannot put a finger on that. It, interestingly enough, that was not at the back of the building where I had the where I have these other sort of weird sure. feelings. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I do. The time I felt. Yes, when we talk about creepy, like these unexplained things, 
right? But when I felt the most lead because I felt fearful, we're yeah. in that chapel balcony. Yeah, the chapel balcony. Yeah. Which was that you or somebody else that was telling me like they tried to like get out of the chapel balcony at one point and the like the door was locked, but you're able to unlock it from the from being on the balcony. I don't remember. Uh, I could have sworn that. somebody was it like sounds really familiar. Yeah. So I don't know if I've heard that or if it was me. I yeah, don't I don't know. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So as we kind of round this out, um, What's your parting gift to people who've who've listened to this and maybe experienced it? Like each one of you just give like a like a quick parting gift or a long parting gift. <laughs> go yeah, ahead. Julia. You a... No, you go first. <laughs> oh, you guys are so polite. Um the parting gift. I would say for people who are having experiences. My parting gift would be to say uh, not to be scared of them and that it doesn't, even though it can be startling and, and scary in that way that it's startling, I think if you listen to your gut, you'll find that most of the time it's not anything that like means you any harm. Um, I think in general, in my experience, I've run into far more positive energy or just like neutral energy than bad stuff like awesome. and i think and i think we don't have to be so so scared of it you know and you don't have to talk to it either if you don't want to but i guess my parting gift would be to and also to be careful about what energy we as individuals like put out there in the world because if you know we might be leaving this residual mark behind so like what what are we leaving on it Yes. Yeah, no, Love that's it. really good. Yeah. All right, Matt. Um, right along those same lines again, you know, same frequency and everything. Um <laughs> I yeah, I mean I I generally try to explain away things before mm -hmm. I'm quick to just be like, oh wow, look at that. That was crazy. Like right. I try to be able to rationalize it first. And so then when I can't, then I'm kind of like, oh. Well, that was that was something <laughs> that was interesting. All right. But then to be able to like also have it be backed up with with Julia's testimony with uh, my buddy Aaron, um, like, like just all those other uh, validations, I guess. Um, so, you know, it was like, happening. yeah, yeah. Like, it, nice. it, it wasn't just me. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say to other people, you know, you're, you're clearly not alone. It happens a lot. It's becoming a lot more mainstream for oh, yeah. people to be sharing stories like this and whatnot. Sure. Um, yes. And I think, um, yeah, yeah, and it's it's not all bad. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, this I is think, great, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> thank you guys so much for this. And then we're gonna do a part two and the house. Mm -hmm. aka the train station <laughs> so yeah thank you guys yeah. so much and um yeah i really appreciate you getting hey, together yeah. and sharing this stuff like thanks for having i've me. had yeah. chills the entire time. so awesome yeah. yeah i can't wait for the next one yeah me yeah. neither all right guys. i'm really excited about it yeah well we'll see you we'll see you for part two Thank you so much to Julia Shady and Matt Wandell for being on Maybe It's Spiritual. 
Really appreciate you guys reaching out and getting a hold of us on that Gmail. Your experiences were awesome. Thank you for sharing. Julia is currently a musical director for a Broadway musical called Six, currently playing at the Brooks Atkins Theater. So if you're in that area, go and check her out. Thanks for listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. You can find us on all the socials, Instagram, Maybe It's Spiritual, TikTok, Maybe It's Spiritual. Uh, We also have that Gmail. If you want to send us a message on any of those platforms, be on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We're on Apple, Spotify. Go ahead and hit that five star. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a review. Uh, Thanks again for listening.